Welcome to the Sober by Design podcast, where we explore the many pathways to recovery and a better life through conversations with a wide array of guests. Whether you're sober curious, in recovery, or simply looking to improve your mental health and well-being, this podcast will have something for you. Each week, we sit down with inspiring guests from all walks of life who share their personal stories of struggle and triumph, offering valuable insights and practical advice on how to design a life worth living. From addiction and mental health to spirituality and creativity, we cover a wide range of topics that are relevant to anyone seeking to live a more fulfilling and authentic life. So join us on this journey of discovery, growth, and transformation, and start designing a new life. Everybody, welcome to the Sober by Design podcast. Today I have a guest, uh, Nick Zerby, who I have known for quite some time um, locally here in northern New Jersey. He is the host of the Fat Kid podcast, and Nick and I met at our local CrossFit gym and have maintained contact, even though I no longer go. Um, So I'm going to hand it over to Nick and let him kind of do a little introduction. Today we're not talking much about recovery and a little bit more about um, youth sports and fitness and in his world. Yeah, Corey, man, I appreciate it. Um, so first of all, love what you're doing with your pod. I've listened to, I don't know, probably four or five of the episodes now already. So you've had some fun guests on. It's pretty cool how you have it centered around, um, you know, centered around recovery, but that's sort of just how it starts, right? So yeah. Um, I like that. I think that's cool. Um, yeah. So for me, I am a, um, well, I'm a host of a podcast and writing a book, um, which has been really fun. I've gotten to introduce and, um, interview some really pretty cool people. Um, actually the latest woman that I interviewed was a 56 year old, um, top level. She's actually ranked number one in the world uh, right now for, for CrossFit. So, um, I love athletics. I love sports. I was a former collegiate football player. Um, I coach now. So I coach at the high school level. Uh, for the last two years, I coach offensive and defensive line at uh, Sparta High School. And I have been coaching um, youth football for, I don't know, six or seven years, something like that. Actually, sorry if there's noise in the background. No, it's my French bulldog. <laughs> Every once in a while, he snores. Um, so I've been coaching youth football for, I guess, going into my seventh year. And then I coach, um, youth lacrosse for going in. Well, this was my last year doing it. So it was my sixth year. I've coached T-ball. Um, I'm actually hopefully going to coach my daughter's, um, basketball team this year, or at least apply to do that. And my wife coaches as well. She's, um, she's involved in youth softball. So I would say as far as, you know, our exposure to it. Um, it's been a lot, you know, it's yeah. been a lot of exposure, um, mainly really good, but, um, you know, we also have some exposure to club teams as well. So my son plays, uh, club lacrosse and has four, one, two, three, like four out of the six or seven years he's been playing lacrosse. Um, so we, you know, we have that exposure as well. So rec sports and club sports. Yeah, I did see the um, the new guest on the podcast. I have not listened yet, but I'm going to. Um, that's yeah, she a was huge cool. Get. You know, that's really cool. Um, you know, as I age and try to maintain my fitness, anybody that's doing it at her level is quite uh, inspiring. So it's unbelievable, man. Fifty six. 
Um, you know, of course, listen, she's she's obviously trying to um, complete a – hold on a second. Let me just mute you for a second and get my dog out of here. Okay. You there. All right. Yep, I'm here. So, um, so yeah, she's – you know, Lekka is doing it at such a high level. Um, and doing it for, you know, obviously different reasons, right? She's, she's trying to compete, complete the goal of winning the CrossFit games, um, you know, for her age bracket, but I imagine she'll also probably be one of those people that starts to train for longevity down the line. Um, which, you know, listen, for most people, um, even, even just getting healthy, um, should be a priority. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you're in a space where you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself, um, training for longevity is is such a different way to look at it. Um, and it's funny, both of us don't go to the gym anymore. Like through COVID, I just I never lost my passion, but I just lost the desire to go to a gym. And I figured out that I can do it on my own. Yeah. Um, so I've been spending a lot of time doing that. Um, and we we put in a gym at the house here. Um, I guess maybe two years prior to COVID. So I pretty much use that every day or just the equipment that I have at the house and I'm outside in the driveway looking like a maniac, but yeah, whatever, dude. You can get into work. <laughs> I mean, I did it yesterday, you know, hit legs yesterday. Today will be something different. And as long as you keep active, I think you're, you know, again, helping your longevity, your health, your mental health. It's, there's a lot to it. And I think so it's important. Much to it. So um, much to it. But today I wanted to talk to you about youth sports. I I mean, you know I coach. I have two boys yeah. and, and they're active and I've been coaching I guess probably over eleven years now to some extent, yeah. you know, rec and, and travel and mm-hmm. um you know, I've seen every iteration of it. I've and now, you know, with a senior I've seen a lot of people who have been in all levels of sports, you know, try to make this transition to college. And yeah. over time, I've seen it come from what I would say a community-based activity, right? Where it mm-hmm. felt more communal and, you know, family. And now it feels very, um, you know, money-driven and sort of results-driven. And I don't yeah. know if it's just me feeling that. I mean, I see the culture online a lot around it. And it just seems like it's taken a weird turn. And I don't know when it took that turn. I mean, it obviously happened somewhere in my 11 years and I just didn't see it, but, um, you know, thousands of dollars going out the door and I just don't know, um, the return on investment. I mean, you were a collegiate football player. Did you have to spend thousands of dollars, uh, uh, fall to get there? Or were you able to do that just by being a good athlete? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, that, you know, it's something I think about all the time and I'm actually glad that you reached out, um, you know, to sit and talk. Cause I have these conversations, like I definitely have these conversations in my own head. Um, I have them with other coaches. I have them with other people that I coach with other players that we play with. Um, the, when I think it took a turn was probably, you know, when social media started to popularize itself. Um, you know, you, you always had those pockets of, um, parents that were just about their kid, um, you know, but you really start to see that super glaringly now. Right. Um, especially if your kid is a, is a good athlete. Um, Mm -hmm. now I'm not talking about like at the community level necessarily, I'm talking about at 
you know, the baby gronks of the world and like this kind of nonsense that's out there. So if you use that benchmark as kind of the, the absolute extreme, um, you know that you know that you have seen people inside of the community that share that same motivation, but yet, I don't know, maybe they're just not as savvy or as interested in putting it online, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it changed when social media came about. I think it, it exposed um, more people who were just about sort of their kid and their kid's level of athleticism. Um, but I can also tell you that like right underneath our eyes, the collegiate game has changed as well. So I was a, you know, I was a big dude. I was very strong. I could move my feet. Um, I had academics to go with it. Um, and I had a desire to want to play. Was I the, you know, was I the best in the world? No. Um, did I have the same accolades as anybody else? Not really. I mean, I was able to earn a full scholarship to go and play at JMU, but um, the people that I was stacked up with and against were awesome. I mean, absolutely awesome players. So at the level of play that's even there now, um, I I don't know, man. I mean – I don't know that I would have made it, right? I don't know that I would have been a full scholarship athlete now, the same as I was, whatever, 20 years ago. Um, but, you know, as that game is advancing, you know, so is the youth game, right? right? So am I, am I in support of it? Some ways, yeah. Um, I love it. I love seeing the advancement. I love, like, it's not just... Um, it's not just like some dad and, and, you know, apologies if, mm-hmm. if you're that dad, but it's not just some dad out there showing a kid how to, or, or, you know, some mom out there showing a kid how to run around. Like right. you're getting high level coaching at a young age, which the kids can respond to as long as it's put into the right context. Um, but do I think it like magnifies it, accelerates it, um, too much sometimes. Yeah, I do. You know, so it's like this, it's this very fine line to walk of, um, you know, can your kids get really high level coaching, uh, in today's age? Yes. And is that good? Yes. Is it good for the game? Yes. Um, you know, because fundamentals, especially in football, um, you know, football doesn't really have, club teams per se. I mean, they do, um, you know, pop Warner league and things like that. But like, if I were to join, if I were to want to join a club team, the closest one by here, um, is, is probably brick city. Um, and that's kind of a club team for football, Yeah. but you know, do I know what the qualifications of those coaches are? No, not necessarily. Um, but do I know that they end up playing like on a national stage? Yeah, they do. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a balance, it's a balance because you want your kids to get better exposure and better to better coaching, to better mechanics, to better gameplay, um, rather than just old school style, like, you know, maybe we had it. Um, but in the same note, when is, you know, when is it too much, right? Like, 
Yeah, I think that that's... I don't know what you're seeing. Well, I'm seeing something similar. I mean, listen, soccer, I think, maybe was an early mover on the club travel, you know... Very. ...level, right? Uh, And then the AAU basketball, I'd say those two were the the first to the table on that. Um, Yep. You know, lacrosse is right there, and now you have baseball, hockey, you know, all these things following. And, you know, there's these different strata, too, throughout there, right? And... um, you know, the biggest thing that I have seen is that as you move through that strata, it becomes more about, um, one, the, the money, and then two, the individual, right? So say in, in club soccer, um, you could play on a travel team and you can get out for anywhere between, you know, low end 300 and high end 1,000, right? Then you right. go to club and it's, you know, multiples of thousands, right. Um and then in the club, the individual becomes very important because they try to get from the C to the B to the A team, right? right? So you're sort of disincentivizing, from what I've seen, a team game, and you've incentivized this individual to shine, right? Because they want to get to that high stage to get to the national, you know, uh, tournament and, you know, move ahead. And there is something about that that is attractive, Um you know, but for me, what I also see lost in that is a bit of the community of the sport, right? Like you have this football family, right? Like, and I know it's important to you, right? You're you and your wife and your family, your fixtures in our local community. And a lot of that is through sport. And, you know, right now we're on a club baseball team with my younger son. And there's like very little connection to the parents. Yeah. You know, we're not allowed to really email each other. There's no email chain set up. You know, there's no, hey, we're bringing this after the game or, you know, it's very um, business oriented. Mm. And it feels like there's a disconnection. And it's hard then to put sort of the passion into it um, as a family. Yeah. You know, like the coaching is there. The fundamentals are being taught. He's getting taught by people who have no stake in the game, right? There's no dad's coaching, so the kid doesn't get any more time, which is kind of a cool thing. Yeah. But something else is lost. And I'm just wondering, at what point do we sacrifice sort of, hey, you're really learning how to swing a bat? Yeah. Um, for, hey, you made some really good friends that you've carried on for ages, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to graduation parties this weekend, and I went last weekend for kids that I coach since they were in grammar school. Yeah. Right. And I am not going to have that out of this club baseball team. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I totally 110% understand what you're saying. Um, We've been involved in several travel across teams over the last couple of years. And um, man, it's been an interesting, like, it's been interesting. And, and what's interesting about it is like the first one that we were on a good friend of mine was coaching. Um, but we also, we also had some really challenging and I use that term very loosely, um, out of the people, not just the kids, but the, the, the parents that were involved in the, you know, on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wrote it out to see if it would get, you know, better. Um, but it didn't. And it was kind of like this, everyone was at odds the entire time. And it, I mean, listen, I never try to put people at odds. I mean, I'm a coach and I want your kid to feel comfortable and is supported and high five by me. And like, 
I want them to know who I am and I want to know who they are, right? Um, my wife's the same and not everybody on our team was the ones at odds, but there were a handful of people that they were just definitely there for um, their son's progression. Right. Um, but I don't, I think they also had false expectations about what their son's abilities were or are not. Um, so, you know, fast forward to the, the recent club lacrosse team that we're on. Um, I will very much so say that I felt that way our first tournament, even though I know some of, I know a bunch, a bunch of the parents, it almost felt like, well, we've got this group from this school, this group from this school, this group from this school. And then we've got, you know, a couple from one, one that didn't necessarily have a kid from their school. Mm Um, and it bought, you know, bothered me. It bothered me. Um, you know, so much so that I actually wrote, I wrote a letter to the parents. Um, I held off on sending it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was positive. It was all positive. It was like the, here's what I felt. Um, here's what I want to do so that your kid doesn't feel this same way. Right. And I sent it along to a friend and he was like, you know what, man, I don't know if it would warrant sending them, sending them a letter, but why don't you just do what you're going to do? Yeah. Uh, and I said, you know what, I'm going to put my stake in the ground and I'll be the person who kind of at least tries to change the chemistry of the parents, which hopefully will change the chemistry of the kids um, for the next tournament. And, you know, so I put it on myself to go out and, you know, we were, we were out at this tournament in Long Island and everything else. And I'm not saying these folks are, you know, they're, they're not bad people. Um, they just, you you didn't get to know one another because you're just kind of cast into this situation. And, um, so I made sure that like, I brought a lot of food, I brought music, I brought some energy. I mean, I was running around, like introducing myself to everybody, making sure that, you know, they knew who my son was and I knew who their son was and just trying to bring that together. And one of the moms, uh, well, everybody was really cool with that. Mm-hmm. And one of the moms is especially cool. And she's like, Oh, I'm so glad that like you're doing that. And I told her, you know, we, we, we kind of conversed about it and she's like, Oh, I'm so glad that you're doing that because I felt the same way. And I, I felt like, you know, you know, we're hanging with the people from our school and you're hanging with the people from your school. And I said, yeah, you know, and, and I said, did it rub off on your son? And she said, you know, honestly, it didn't rub off on my son, but I don't want it to rub off on my son. Hmm. And um, I don't think it rubbed off on ours either, but because they practice together, because they're there together, um, I don't think it's felt as much by them. But if you were to go on the entire season, um, which I've seen in the past, it 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 is felt, right? Yeah. Like, you know, especially it's felt through the kids – you know, some of the kids behavior. Um, and then they don't feel like, you know, that they can count on them as a teammate, you know? So I know what you're saying. Um, I've dealt with it and at least that's how I try to change it in a small part. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's a great, a great methodology. Um, you know, I see some parents maybe too reacting harshly because to them it's an investment, right? Mm-hmm. Some of these parents are doing this, purely for this idea that if I pay thousands of dollars a year, my kid is going to play college ball, right? Like that's in their head. 
And yeah. I don't I wish somebody would like do a financial analysis for parents <laughs> and and break it down to the sheer fact that it doesn't matter how much money you spend. Right. Like it doesn't. Um, either your kid is going to have that level of talent and desire and want and drive or they won't. I um, 100% agree. And I've had that conversation with dads. You know, yeah. and some of them just can't quite get it through their head. You know, they're, you know, they're sure there's a return on investment because their there's kid no is going to get better because the training is better. And it's like, or your kid is going to be a D1 athlete because they're a D1 athlete. And yeah, that your is kid's going to, yeah, yeah. You your know? kid's going to get better because the training is better for sure. Right. But your kid, there, there's absolutely marginal guarantee that your son or daughter would ever go on to be a division one athlete in, in any sport. Yeah. Um, and even at that, even at that, like, let's just say that your scholarship is for, you know, 60,000 a year, including room and board. Yeah. Well, six, 12, 18, 24, right? Like, yeah. So, so $240,000, right. Yeah. Um, you're gonna, you know, you would maybe reap, maybe, when, especially with football, it's like, what is it? I don't know. Three percent of high school players go on to play at college at any level. Yes, and that's not including collegiate, you know, collegiate scholarships. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so, not a great investment. I mean, no. And I I wish people wouldn't look at it as such and try to take out the fact that really what you're trying to do. And I have a friend that played at Syracuse. He was a linebacker, and he says all okay. the time. Um, and his son is currently playing cornerback at Rutgers. And he says all the time, Corey, that the idea is to get them out there socializing, exercising, and learning how to be part of a team. Beyond that, there's no other, you know, reason that they're out there. Like, if do, you're going to go, you're going to go. why he says that? <laughs> why? Because he played at Syracuse yeah. and his son plays at Rutgers. Yeah. And like, you know, he had the ability to be able to do that. And so when you can see that from the other side... Um, I mean, that's how I feel about it, right? Like, yeah. I, I can see it from the other side to say, like, that I'm 1,000% in on his mentality and the logic behind it. And, and then the secondary to that is if your kid happens to be talented enough, sure, support it and foster it. Um, and as long as they're having a good time, like, playing and they enjoy what they're doing, well, then push them to, push them to go far. Um, right. But realize that there's – you know, there's zero guarantee and it has to be about them. It can't be about you and your, you know, your want and desire for them. It has to be their want and desire for themselves. Oh, yeah. You know? 100%. I mean, we, you know, our oldest Winston, he was, you know, thinking about playing and he kind of backed off the idea of playing D3 and then he committed to play at the county college and has yeah, since cool. um, backed out of that for health reasons, um, mm. you know, and I think he's fine with it. To be honest, I think he was tired and burnt out and, you know, maybe he is, well, now he is 100% focused on just lifting. Like that's his, yeah. that's his passion now. Right. And listen, kids' passions change and, and move yeah. and flex. And I think, you know, as a parent, sometimes you can get stuck in the idea that they're a soccer player, they're a baseball player, or, you yeah. know, whatever the, the fact is, right? Like yeah. we try to, with our younger son he does play baseball but he also loves going to the homestead on wednesday nights and singing karaoke right mm. so like there's nights where it's like well you know you got practice but it's karaoke yeah. night you know right and um you know which is a more important passion 
I, I don't know. You know, like is singing more important? Could be. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's all about confidence to me. Right. You know, so sports gives your son the confidence to get up there and sing most likely. Right. Because mm-hmm. he goes out and he performs and he has the confidence to do that. Um, you know, I've spent basically the last year analyzing my own confidence and, you know, the, the, where did that come from? Um, do I have it? Do I not have it? Some days I do, some days you don't. Um, and sports was very foundational in that, uh, you know, as I really reflect back playing, playing sports and being part of a team, build your own confidence build your confidence in others, uh, build your trust in others. Um, and, you know, that should be the primary focus of it. That should be the primary focus of it. Um, but you know, I get it, it, you're, you're sometimes fighting against the feeling of more or different or better. Um, but if you find that, I feel like if you find that sweet spot, which I feel like we found with, um, at least our lacrosse travel club, um, they've got a really nice team. Mm-hmm. The kids are, you know, very good players. They're all high quality kids. So I don't see them out there, you know, throwing a fit, throwing one another under the bus. I see them, you know, rally and they're all from all different schools for the mainstay, yeah. you know? Um, and it's not clicky amongst the kids. And we just sort of had to make it not clicky amongst the parents, even though that was sort of unintentional as I've gone to find out, you know, over the, over the last couple of months, but yeah, man, the return or the investment can be gigantic uh, from a financial perspective, from a time perspective. I mean, every weekend is occupied by us going to tournaments. Um, Listen, it's important though. You know, it's, I think it is important for them to be doing something. Um, Again, whatever that is, if it's theater or dance or sports or art, right. And it's our job as parents to foster it. I just, again, sometimes worry, you know, when I hear people paying, you know, seven thousand dollars or something ridiculous for sports i'm like where is that money going (laughs) you know yeah that's a bit you know that's a business that's somebody's business right somebody's making a living off that and are they preying on people and um you know and also are people the other the other side of that for me sometimes is is somebody missing out right like is there a family missing out on this opportunity because it's cost prohibitive and i know there's scholarships and i know that, you know, sometimes people do get to play for less, but, um, you know, I, there's a spot still for the rec programs in our town. And I think if we could, I don't know, encourage some of the better parents to go out there, you, you know, cause there's parents who sit on the sidelines who can coach and have the skill and they just oh. sit there and they don't volunteer because it takes up too much time. Yeah. And that is frustrating, you know? Yeah. Um, we are very fortunate, I think at least, and I know that you don't live directly in town here, but we're very fortunate in Sparta to have kind of a sports town. Yes. Um, so that's everything from softball, to basketball to, I mean, the only thing that we're sort of not great at and we just need a pool to do it, I think is, um, is swimming. Um, but I mean, it's men's sports, it's women's sports, and our youth programs are extremely, extremely strong around here. So, mm-hmm. 
I say that from a lens that it's like, there's a lot of people in town that care. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that volunteer tons and tons of time sitting on boards, making, you know, making good decisions, um, helping the programs. And so, you know, if I were to say, um, at least the programs that I've been involved with directly, um, and the ones that I know about, you know, grade up, grade or two up and a grade or two down, there's so many good people that, um, really, really care about the, the direction that these kids get. And I'm not saying everybody's perfect. Um, and I'm also not saying that there's everybody's great, mm-hmm. but um, I'd probably say 90% of the people are absolutely awesome and they're out there to help. Um, and it's they're not out there um, just for the development of their own kids. So they're getting this really well fostered, well manicured um, team mentality. Uh, and I see it from sport to sport to sport. And, you know, I, I, I know people in the, you know, wrestling program and the women's lacrosse program and, and um, softball program and basketball and everything. And, you know, they're doing a really good job of trying to, uh, it's not even keeping rec sports alive. It's making like rec sports really, really great here in town. Um, you know, back to the business part, I think where there's travel teams that are doing a disservice is the travel teams that will take any kid. Um, you know, I'm not saying my kid's the best kid on the team, um, cause he's not, uh, he's developing and he's coachable and he's, he's, uh, and you know, same with our daughter. Um, you know, but that, that's what it should be at this age, right? I don't mm-hmm. want them being a, the seventh grade, sixth grade, fifth grade all-star, you know, that's, that's not important. You know, what's important is their skills going to develop over time and um, their size and their strength and their abilities and all of that is going to continue to go along. But there's a big difference between um, a team that will take like the least skilled kid on your rec team as a travel kid. I mean, if they have the desire to do it, I suppose, but to pay, you know, five or $6,000 to a team that they're not even going to play at all on, um, or, you know, they'll create like a C team right, to, to play other C teams. I, you know, stick, stick to rec. You're getting, unless you're not get you know, unless you don't have a good rec program, um, you know, or if it's very piecemeal or, you know, like it can't get organized. Like I know a lot of our towns around us, you know, they can't even field teams because they don't, they, right. they don't have the parent and the support, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, look at, you know, all the little league teams up further, you know, so yeah. my town, we've collapsed our little league and we're now part of a Frankfurt Branchville. Then you have okay. Sussex Wantage and then, you know, it, it gets really wonky, you know, and yeah. they even have a hard time fielding a team. I mean, back right. when I was growing up in Andover, we would have, you know, five teams and then in Sparta, right. the same thing, you know, and, um, but to, to hardly be able to field a team out of like six towns is just, yeah. you know, not, not the move. And no, that's, that's, that's what makes part, it hard. Yeah. And that's the part that gets real frustrating. Um, because to me then it's like. I mean, listen, I don't know the parents and they could have a ton of stuff going on, but to me, it just seems like they're not willing to, you know, not willing to volunteer, not willing to, you know, put their, put their time in and to invest their time into, 
all of the kids, not just their own, mm-hmm. um, but but all the kids. Because to be honest, man, that's what makes a, a town and a city and then ultimately a state and then the world go around is kids having a good sense of one another. Um, and that's why I'm so invested in youth sports because I feel like um, and it can be in other other areas. Let's yeah. you know, let's go ahead and say that. Right. It, it could be in in theater and music and um, all kinds of different stuff. Um, right. But if you don't have somebody there to guide you along and show you and um, help you understand how to interact with others and interact with the world uh, and that you are a small part of a larger responsibility um uh, you know that's life yeah right like you you need to learn those lessons and you've got to learn them somewhere yeah i mean it's community engagement right i i'm yeah. a big advocate of you know trying to affect change in your local community you know yeah. i've said it on here before i ran for local office in my last town and you mm. know i think it's kind of where it starts and i was listening to actually uh, killer mike from run the jewels uh, he was on yeah. the rogan podcast yesterday and he's hyper local I mean, he's he's a national figure, but he's hyper-local and focused in a very small portion of Atlanta. And his stance is like, if I could change that area and everybody try to change their area, we'd be in a better spot, you know? Fix your road. Make your road a good place, you know? And I think there's something to that. And and you're doing that. And, you know, I know your wife is doing that by, by volunteering in the community. And it goes a long way, you know? You start to affect the kids. You know all the families. There's yeah. an issue that comes up. We can sort of navigate those a little bit easier, you start yeah. to know families kind of in the county as well. Yep. Um, yep. You know, I think it's an important part, and so many people don't don't act on it. And um, yeah. you know, so yeah, and that's the other thing that happens too. Once you start to go to the club, you pull kids out of the community. Yeah. You know. You know, but on, conversely, to that right. The one thing I've noticed as as some of these kids get older, and some of the guys that I um, coach with at higher levels, you know, so they're like in their late twenties, um, early thirties. And they're like, Oh yeah, I played club lacrosse with so-and-so and we get together. So. Oh yeah. No, and, I think and, it's great too. You know, you yeah, do you start to know other people. Yeah. And I'll tell you what was, what was the most fun this year was, um, a rec game against half of our club team. Hmm. So Tewksbury, um, Mike Deos is, that one of the head coaches down in Tewksbury for the rec team uh, and his son plays on, on our rec lacrosse team or um, on our uh, travel lacrosse team, BBL. And then, you know, their head coach is from um, West Morris. And so, you know, we were shooting the breeze at uh, one of our last tournaments and we're like, yeah, we can't wait to play you guys, um, you know, this year. And they've got a really, really good lacrosse team, um, rec lacrosse team. And they always have. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're like, yeah, it's going to, you know, going to be good, hopefully, because our lacrosse numbers increased by like 12 kids or 10 or 12 kids this year. So we were holding a team close to like 36 kids, which is gigantic for a lacrosse team. Right. Um, so that's good. Uh, you know, it's, it's good in the fact that kids want to come out, they want to, you know, play, they want to, um, and I think parents trust us, um, which is great. Uh, but it's it's tough. It's tough to make, um, you know, it's 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 not easy to coach thirty six kids in a lacrosse field. I mean, I've got almost forty coming up this year for football. Uh, we're actually, you know, going to split into two teams because out of necessity we we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a good problem to have, 
but it's still a challenge nonetheless. Um, so, so anyway, Mike, you know, uh, the, 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 the coach for this Tewksbury team, they've got like, you know, 15, 18, really highly skilled kids. Um, it's a small town, mm-hmm. right? So they come up, they play us. And I mean, it was a nail biter right down to the end. I think there was like a two goal differential. Um, you know, it was a well, very well coached and very well played game. It wasn't this, you know, nonsense out of either team. You know, everybody was respecting game, respecting the refs. Uh, and it came right down to the absolute end. And then in the parking lot, because we know them, we stood around and I know this is a sober podcast, but we had a couple beers yeah. in the parking lot and we stood there and we shot the breeze and we were just like, wow, that was so fun. You know, like it was really fun to coach against you guys. And, and now mind you, this team over the last two or three years, they'd be just like, you know, 10 to two and then like 19 to four one time. Yeah. So, you know, um, we, we put them on the back of their seats and it, it was like, it's what you sports should be about. Of course. Right? Like that's, that's a perfect example of it, right? Yeah. It's a good mix. You got the travel, but then it comes back to the, you know, the local, everybody's yep. getting better. It's, yes. it's what it should be. Um, yeah. I was just thinking a couple Sparta things real quick. One, I think if I remember correctly, lacrosse started in Sparta my senior year. Okay. Um, so I believe, I mean, it's not new anymore but it, it feels new still to me but it was 95 yeah. i think was yeah. the first year that they had sparta lacrosse and there's yeah. a couple of hippies um well <laughs> you know i guess yeah. guys that were more into the dead and stuff and you know they right, started sure. the team and then uh swimming back then was pretty good too i gotta say i mean yeah yeah we had some great swimmers come through sparta back then and i think it did kind of fall off and that had a lot to do with the county pool situation well, there's no pools up here. I know. You know, I it's know. like the silliest thing. I mean, my wife, um, she was a very, very awesome swimmer for Pope John and her sister was as well. And, you know, they used to swim in Lake Mohawk and they would swim at the, you know, the Mohawk Country Club yeah. pool. Um, I mean, that pool dates all the way back to, they actually held a, um, like, a, I think it was like an Olympic tryout event there, uh, set, you know, a yeah. bunch of different times. Um, yeah, the but yeah, there's no club. pools. And then, yeah, Cruiser yeah. Club. And then the Sussex, um, well, where you guys went, that natatorium at Sussex Tech. That's, closed. yeah, I mean, they're tearing that down. Um, I was just at a meeting and, and the bids are in. I mean, we're going to tear it down and build a new building there. So that pool's getting yeah. closed over. So, yeah. And I mean, I, the only other place to swim is like the Y. So and Kit, Kittatinny has the other high school pool. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, swimming is an awesome sport, um, but it's, you know, and I'm sure there's great swimmers out there, right? It's just, it's something that I'm not super focused no. on. No. And I, I do think that they're not quite at the, you know, again, Kittatinny has the pool. So their swimmers are going to be, you know, probably the best in the county. Um, I think That's one is actually going time, to Drexel yeah. this year. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. Man, one of their girls is going to Drexel. Yeah, collegiate collegiate sports and getting there, um, that's a whole different beast, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's probably a whole like, separate conversation. I mean, we know a bunch of them, and you're one of them, and um, but uh, it's not for everybody. You know, no, it's it's not. And you know, like with with your son and and having him find out or figure out, like, hey, I don't know if I necessarily want to play. That's totally okay. Yeah. Right, because he's going to have a, you know, he's going to have a great experience, uh, you know, where, wherever he goes and whatever he does. Um, and you've got to have a, you've got to be cut out from 
at least half special kind of cloth to, to even have the desire because I think a lot of parents don't really understand like how much how much you have to do. And then, like I said earlier, the landscaping in that has changed. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, now it's um, you've got NIL money that you need to navigate. You've got this transfer portal thing. Um, so seniors in college, unless you're or seniors in high school, unless you're some kind of absolute blue chip, all American type of, you know, kid, it's a very difficult road to hoe because a lot of these colleges that colleges that would have made scholarship offers, you know, in the past, probably your junior year, some of these kids aren't even getting it until like, they almost feel a little bit picked over because they're waiting to see what happens with a transfer portal sure. and this and that. So the NCAA needs to get, I think it's <laughs> to me and, you know, I'm just one guy, but like to, to, to drive change there, I think that the NCAA really needs to say to itself, we've got to put some controls in place so that this isn't um, absolutely insane. Um, because right now it, it kind of is. And I am a college football guy. Like I absolutely love watching the sport. Um, but lately here with, with how things have shaken out with NIL money and, and transfer portal and this coach following that coach and all this other kind of stuff, um, it's disheartening, man. It's, you know, it's like, I mean, I think payer, players should be compensated for their name, image, and likeness, but there should be some parameters around it. It should, it yeah. should have to be driven, you know, driven into a financial fund with a financial advisor to help you manage that money. Um, you know, and, and things are cropping up around that, but to, to, to have that discussion with just like your, your average parent who's a sports stunt or something. I mean, that's, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's just a big, it's a big discussion. Yeah. So. I mean, for the smaller sports, soccer, even lacrosse or something like that, I mean, they could fill up a whole roster just on transfers, right? So they 100%. can restack their whole, you know, where you might have some, you know, three or four freshmen coming in from high school. You might have one now, you know, the rest are all going to be transfers from a D2 or D3 program that are junior seniors. That way that right. D1 program stack with older talent you're just not going to get that opportunity, that swing anymore, yeah. you know, and that athletic money isn't available at D3. You know, you can right. get the academic money, D2, you can get athletic money. It's a little bit, right. you know, we looked at some D2 schools and that was a whole different ball game. But anyway. Um, yeah. 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 I talk to my kids all the time, my high school kids and, you know, cause a lot of them, you know, they have these dreams and fantasies about going on to, played LSU and all these other kind of things. And um, listen, I don't want to crush anybody's hopes, but it's like, why don't you go play division three football, right? Mm -hmm. Like go play division three, go play division two football. Even, you know, there's several kids that I've said, do you know exactly what you want to do? Like, are you, are you going to a school that, you know, and they go, no coach, I don't know what I want to do. And I said, well, why don't you go try to play at Sussex County yeah. community college? Yeah. Right. Like, Go play a community college, do it for a year or two, get your gen eds out of the way. Um, and then if you love the sport, try out. Yeah. You'll have more skills under your belt. You know, you wouldn't have lost anything. You're, you're, you know, you're earning, you know, you're earning part of your college degree. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're up in the air like that, but you want to keep playing, it's go good, and give that a shot. It's a good path for, you know, a good portion of, I think, the students right now. 
Um, well, I appreciate the sports talk. You got um, me. I got you for like 10 minutes uh, sure. more. Um, just want to dive in a little bit. I know you're a music fan, and I try to end all these with some uh, recommendations. Oh, yeah. um, music, books, uh, movies, TV, anything that you're listening to or, or taking in right now, I... You know, part of my podcast here is to get people to live life outside of their recovery world. Um, so for me, that could be, you know, fitness, sports, which is great. We yeah. talked about that today. But um, I also want people to, you know, experience new things. So yeah. um, what are you taking in these days? Oh, man. Um, love it. So I don't watch any TV. Uh, I haven't in a very long time. Um, I know that's a little crazy, but the only thing I do watch on TV is like, live sports okay which, um it's only because well i take that back i watch live sports and i watch like things like the voice right mm -hmm. so where people are doing live performance anything live like where i get to see somebody doing their best at any single given time or at least trying their best is is kind of what i like to i gravitate towards sure um musically um bum, 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 bum. marcus king band Okay. Have you listened to him? Yes. Check them out. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's so awesome. We went to see him in um, we went to see him in New York last year. Um, he's so good. So just blues, kind of rockabilly, um, straight up rock. Like you know, depends on which sort of you know type of set he's doing. But he's ultra talented on guitar, and he writes all of his own music, and he's just. Um, He's a pretty awesome dude. I wish he would take better care of his health. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't. You know, he's like smoking cigarettes and, you know, who knows. Um, and then um, podcast-wise, I listen to a ton of podcasts. That's primarily what I'll, what I'll do. Um, mm -hmm. I have listened to some really cool stuff from um, uh, Rich Roll. I don't know if you've ever checked out his podcast. I have. Yeah, Rich is kind of big in the recovery community for people. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I just kind of stumbled on on that. I stumbled on him, and then I just actually stumbled on one of his podcasts as I was like listening to a couple minutes of it today, because um, he was like an ultra marathon runner yeah. and, and whatever. But um, it, it mentioned that he was an AA, you know, like a, sort of a standard AA guy, and and I didn't really listen to it beyond like that part yeah um but he had um he had a really good one on uh with the guy who plays uh dwight Schrute on uh oh, office, rain wilson. um yeah rain wilson uh thanks your memory's better than mine <laughs> and um you know it was all about just like this in introspect into um faith and I thought it was just very cool um, to hear it from him. Um, so that was a good one. And, you know, just a lot of his, a lot of the guests he has on, you know, it's more just like self-introspect. Um, uh, I don't know, coming to terms with your past, if you have a past, yeah. uh, like a checkered past or, or whatever that might be for you. Um, for me, it's more just about living in the moment now and, um you know, trying to do your best to not miss any of those things. So, um, but yeah, I would say rip roll. I like a uh, ritual. Yeah. I like him. Good. Yeah. I, um, I am good with both of those recommendations. Uh, this week, mine from a music standpoint is going to be the killer Mike CD. He put out a solo okay. CD. Um, yeah, I'm gonna listen to that, and, uh, you know, I'm a big run the jewels fan. 
I love him and ELP together. Um, but uh, the Killer Mike is a little bit more, I think his, I, I heard him talking about, it, it's more like his uh, origin story. And, cool. you know, that's how he wrote the album. So it's kind of like a theme album. Um, and he is an interesting guy. And he has a very interesting show on Netflix if nobody's watched it. Um, again, maybe a little bit spicy for some some people, but uh, yeah. it, is, <laughs> it is something that I enjoyed watching. I just think he's a very interesting character um, and really does care about um, the community uh, and, uh, you know, specifically the black community in Atlanta and then um, just the, the general, you know, well-being of the, the planet. Um, so I, I right. really appreciate Killer Mike and his message. Um, for a guy with that name, you wouldn't think he was so sort of sweet. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know the I don't know the the origin of that name. It could just be because he kills rhymes. I don't know. Yeah, I think like... it is something like that. Actually, okay. <laughs> I remember hearing a story about that, like in a freestyle battle or something to that effect. Somebody gave him that yeah. name. Um, yeah. And then uh, from a podcast standpoint, um, I you know I got kind of caught up into a couple story ones, and I I recently kind of uh, told those but the it was the witch trials of jk rowling that i listened to um which i thought was super interesting sort of um redemption story of megan phelps roper who was part of a like a really uh, hard church you know um the westboro Mm. baptist church but it was super interesting so i'll just say it again because i think it was such a good story um and it kind of touches on so many social button issues right now and, mm. you know, those hot, those hot issues. And it does it in a very sort of refined way. Doesn't make, mm. doesn't really say an opinion one way or the other. It kind right. of just presents facts. Um, so if, if people can listen to that and actually just listen, I think there's a lot to learn in it. Um, so that's my two for the week. But uh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to check that out. It was, it, it's a witch trials. Is that witch trials of what? The witch trials of JK Rowling. So it's witch all about, you know, the Harry Potter, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, the original backlash that it had, as well as the more current uh, social issues that she's sort of involved in. But, um, hmm. you know, I appreciate you popping on today for a little bit to talk about sports. And we'll yeah, have to man. do it again, you know, um, at some point. I, I always I'm game. enjoy talking to you and uh, yeah I'm game dude yeah I love it it's uh you know it's a lot of fun I mean podcasting is fun it's therapeutic it's fun it's it is. um you know you can it's like the one hour day that you can just kind of listen I, I enjoy because it it's the one hour day that you can like listen to somebody's story and, and you almost find that you need like three hours but yes. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, everybody that's listening to me, please go listen to the Fat Kid podcast. And uh, Nick has some great episodes on there. He's touching on all sorts of issues. And um, what are you on, like, episode? You're in the 30s now? I just did my 20, published my 26th episode, and I have, like, two more in the can. Okay, so you're right Um, up there. You're right around 30. Yeah, and if you have any guests that you think would be fun, I mean... I like talking about anything, right? Like yeah. anything that's interesting. I mean, we we talked about addiction. We I've yeah. talked to, um, I've talked to athletes. I've talked to business people. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of wisdom to be shared, man. So as long you know, if you get the opportunity to ask people questions, I'm sure you'll learn something. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Nick, and um, I'm sure we'll bump into each other soon. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you. Talk to you. Have a great one. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was good.